Hello and welcome to the Vitality Hub podcast, a place for empowerment, inspiration and tools to live your best life and fully flourish in both physical and emotional aspects of life. I am Elena Kundro and this is part four of the Life Upgrade series. These episodes stack on top of each other, so if you haven't listened to the previous ones, I do advise you to go back and listen to get the full benefits of these series. To get all the supplemental materials, all the questions and tools for these Life Upgrade series, just message me on Facebook or Instagram at Elena Kundro. The links will be in the description. And as always, to get the most, share with a friend something you learned, take notes as you go along and find ways to implement right away what you learned in this podcast. I want it to be not just more information because there is so much information out there, but my goal with this podcast is to make it impactful information, practical, applicable. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. And today I'm going to talk about identity. In the part three of the Life Upgrade series, I shared how to build habits and all the tactics and tools, how to build them to last a lifetime. And this episode is kind of one of the parts of habit building, but you can view it as a completely different segue because you can build your habits using all these tools that I outlined in the last episode, or you can approach it more from the identity perspective. There's no right or wrong. I just wanted to give a full picture because different aspects of habit formation will work for different habits and different stages of life and different people. So choose what is best applicable for you and do just that. To start with, what is this whole identity shift? Basically, Identity is the narrative that you tell yourself about yourself, what you believe you're capable of, what kind of person you are, and this narrative shapes everything that you do. If you believe about yourself that you're just not an athletic person, you will never find yourself actually maintaining a habit of exercise, even though you know it's so good for you, because deep down you just believe you're not capable of. You don't even have to have all of these fancy habit formation tactics and all the blueprints laid out and mapping out strategies to help yourself. Just by shifting this one identity part can help a lot. And that's why I wanted to do a separate episode just about identity. And I work with identity a lot with my hypnotherapy clients and I see such a dramatic shift. There was one client that I've been working with for five months using cognitive behavioral therapy tools with all the habit formation and everything that I laid out in the last episode and it was kind of working for her she was getting results but it wasn't anything dramatic let's say and then I suggested her to do just a single one hypnotherapy session and that just transformed all of her behavior specifically around emotional eating that we were being that we were working on. And after that one hypnotherapy consultation, she just wanted to do hypnotherapy all the next sessions and just working on the same things that we worked in previous sessions using different tools. And it just gave so much more change and it was so much easier. So identity is something that can come from within and then shape 
our behaviors. There's really good analogy and explanation from James Clear. He's an author of the Atomic Habits book. I highly advise reading that book. It's a really good book. And he talks about three different layers of change. And that makes a lot of sense to me. So basically, there's the outer layer that's all about results. That's focused on outcomes, the end goals, what do we want to achieve? And most people start their change from this outer layer, thinking, I want a six-pack, and just focusing on that goal and just trying to find different ways to get there. Then there's the second layer, and that's the habit, daily actions that we do towards our goals. So those two are very linked. So then when you identify the goal, you go deeper and you find what can you do to attain that goal. So results focused and then behavior and actions focused. And the deepest layer, the inside of these three layers, is the identity, beliefs that we have about ourselves. So picture this, you want a six pack, you train hard every day, you do all the workouts, you manage your eating, your calories, have a clean diet, and you can achieve that six pack. But it's going to be very hard to maintain if deep down you believe that you're just not an athletic person, you're not an active person, or that you suck at sports, or that it's just very hard to maintain this kind of lifestyle. That's that. These are all beliefs. So you can see that it would be much easier to start any change from the inside out. Change what you perceive about yourself, the narrative you tell yourself, and then looking at your habits, and then you get the outcomes. And I know it can be a bit overwhelming, at least it is to me sometimes, when I look through all of my beliefs and belief systems that have been formed through my whole life, and I see that there's a lot of things, a lot of beliefs that don't serve my best intention. So if the whole habit systems and identity thing is new for you, you might be thinking, I don't have any beliefs that are not serving me. I just am. I don't believe anything or something like that. But as you start looking deeper, you will see there are so many beliefs that are not serving you. And the good news is that you can change them as you become aware of them. All it requires is your awareness and then find ways how to prove yourself, your new identity. So here we come to the next step, and that's the whole feedback loop. Basically, how it works to disempower a belief is to come up with a new identity that you want to embody or a new belief. So more working on the same example that I'm not an athletic person, I'm not into movement. So that's your old belief, your old identity. So if you want to be an active person, you can look for other ways to frame that identity in a different way. So for example, every day I'm learning to enjoy movement or that I'm the kind of person who enjoys moving in my own ways. For example, maybe you don't like gym, but maybe you like Zumba classes or Pilates or yoga or cycling There are so many enjoyable forms of exercise. Just because you don't fit into the standard of gym girl or boy doesn't mean that you're not an active person, that you don't like movement. You just haven't found the right movement pattern. So just finding how you can reframe it and find a belief that would serve you, that 
I'm a person who really enjoys cycling and that means that I do love movement, but I love movement in my own ways. So once you figure out what your new identity will be, what you want to embody, and maybe you don't cycle now at all, even though you would like it or you don't move in other enjoyable ways, it's not about what you already are. It's about your desired identity. And then once you have that identity, just think of simple ways, simple actions that would prove that identity. And that's why it's called the feedback loop, because once you do a certain activity that proves your desired identity, it becomes a loop. And every time you do the action, it strengthens your identity. And once your identity gets strengthened, it makes the action much more simple and makes you more likely to perform the habit. So it gets strengthened and strengthened and strengthened. And at some point you realize, actually, I do embody that identity fully by that small little action. And to find out the identity that you want to embody, questions outlined in Life Upgrade Part 2 could really help you. I outlined those questions at the end of the episode, but you can also get all of that just messaging me on Instagram or Facebook, and I will send that to you. And I put guiding questions to find out your values and what would be your perfect life scenario and knowing what your life would look like you can see what kind of identity you would need to have to have that kind of life so a few years ago I did this exercise I think it was around new year's as well I just figured out what would my end goal my most successful version of me look like and I worked backwards what steps what identity what habits what thought patterns what beliefs would I need to have to get to my end goal and that also was very useful for me to figure out how do I need to live now what do I need to prioritize so you can also try that another powerful tool is reframing so same as we can reframe our identity we can reframe our words, the words that we use. And just by shifting our language, we can shift how we feel towards something. And most habit change fails, I believe, because it focuses too much on deprivation and restriction. And we we can only deprive and restrict for so long before we binge or we just quit exercising, all the typical stories. And by changing, reframing our language towards these things, we shift our perspective from deprivation. For example, if I'm trying to go to bed earlier so I would be more rejuvenated and the next day I would have less sugar cravings, I would be more energetic to exercise and have better mental focus, show up better in my relationships and in my career, professional development. Sleep is very important. So I know all of that. And most of my clients want to improve on sleep, but they just don't know how to get to sleep earlier. If somebody asks you to go out late at night for a social gathering or something but you have this new identity you want to form that you're a person who goes to sleep early to prioritize their health and you say I can't because I have this not and then you feel deprived that you're depriving yourself of this opportunity but then how different would it sound if you would say I choose not to because every thing that we do is a choice If we choose to go, then we choose not to have a good mental clarity 
next day and we can choose not to go. So just by reframing and then I can't, I can't eat sugar, I can't eat sweets and that only makes you want to eat them more. But if you reframe it to I am the kind of person who nourishes their body with good food to feel at my best, it feels very much different because it feels more like a choice. I can't to I am. I have to, I must to I choose. I have to to I get to. If you say I have to go to the gym and you're all dreaded versus I get to. I choose to strengthen my body and my mind to live a happy, healthy life. It sounds very different and that takes off that deprivation. So changing your narrative about your identity, reinforcing that identity with small, actionable things you can do every day and then reframing your language to make yourself feel more empowered. And then the next step is to devote more time looking at your values. What do you value? And see how you can align your values to the actions and to your identity. And it feels so good when these are merged and you feel so aligned that whatever you're doing is in alignment to your values, to what you believe. In part one, when we were doing the reflection questions, there were some questions on the time management and the finance management where I asked, how does where I spend my finances and my time reflect my values? So you can see that not necessarily what you believe is how you act and that creates that misalignment and it just drains our energy. So finding ways how can that be aligned can help you live a more balanced and healthy and easy life. So if you figure out that actually my value is health, but I don't embody it when I look at where I spend my time and my resources, so then you can find ways, how can you embody that identity of someone who prioritizes health? What would those actions be? And focus on those. So the next part is visualizing. Something similar to what I talked about, the mental rehearsal, where you mentally rehearse all the actions that you do for your habits. So same here, mentally rehearse, visualize the kind of person you are. So this is a bit different because you don't just visualize a person who has a six pack. You visualize a person who is eating healthy, who is exercising, who is prioritizing their health. So see all the actions that are necessary to get you to that desired outcome. Step into the shoes of someone who is already living that. I really love this exercise that I do with my clients, deep trans identification uh, from hypnotherapy training. And to step into the shoes of someone who is living the life that you want to live. And that gives that sense of empowerment and you can remember how that feels in your body. And then when you feel low and you need to come back to it, you can remember that step in back to the, in, into the shoes that you want to embody and ask yourself, how would that person act? So by creating and visualizing that identity that you want to embody throughout the day, when you feel a bit low, you can always come back to it and step in and realign. Very important thing here. It's not just about the visualization. That's why I say about stepping in and embodying, because you have to 
embody the change, embody that new identity as if you are that. Sometimes I go to improv classes, theater improv, and usually they start with embodying different emotions or different people, different characters. And we go through this, through this process where we step into different person's shoes. So similar to that, you have to feel as if you were that person. So another point is overcoming the limitations in your mind. When we're trying to change, our mind will come up with endless excuses why we shouldn't do what we, we're planning to do. Oh, the weather, oh, I'm not feeling that great today. Let me tell you, even to this day, after 10 years of reinforcing this habit of exercising, I wake up and there's a slight tiny voice who's saying, oh, today's raining, maybe we should skip going to the gym, it's a long ride, you'll get wet, or, oh, I didn't sleep so good today, maybe I should skip. So it's normal, but because I have this identity that I am the kind of person who exercises every day, it's very easy for me to deal with that little voice. But if you don't have that identity formed, then that little voice can become very loud and very huge and influence your decisions so every time you face with that little voice in your head with all the excuses think back to the person of the identity you want to embody and see how they would deal with that little voice what would they tell them for example if you wake up and it's raining i didn't sleep very very well what would you say to that voice i say to that okay yeah it is raining I didn't sleep that well, but I'll go anyway. And I know that now for me, it's more about just showing up, going there, not about that I'm going to push myself till I'm puking or something. And when I wake up at those days, when my little voice is a bit louder, I talk to it and I say, look, I see you. I hear you. Yeah, it does suck. I would like not to go, but we'll go anyway. And we don't have to do a killer workout. We'll just move a little bit because, you know, you always feel better after it. Because through all these years, I notice whenever I don't want to exercise, as soon as I start, I feel better. And that reinforced my identity. And now, yeah, it's much easier to deal with that little voice in my head. So expect that little voice to show up and see how you can address it from that new identity. And to finish off, know that there will be challenges and life is a journey and we'll always go up and down and just embrace that, embracing the humanness. I'm trying to do this every day, embracing my humanness. I know that I will not be always joyful, happy, bubbly me. And sometimes I'll have low days and also embracing that because chasing happiness is an illusion. Having healthy habits to take care of your sleep, your nutrition, your movement does help a lot and managing your emotional state becomes so much easier. But it's not a solution to all of your life's problems. You're still going to have to deal with trauma and accepting yourself, perfectionism, family bonds and all of the relationship messiness, career. Life is messy. And I really believe that embracing all of its messiness and all of the humanness gives that true joy and recently I realized that I accomplished I did everything I wanted all my visualizations 
And I didn't know really how to move forward with this. I didn't have anything to aspire to. But the crazy thing was that even I was having all that I wanted, I wasn't happy. I was happier striving for this. Then it dawned on me that actually humans do get most of the pleasure from the process. So enjoy this process of forming a new identity, of new habits, and know that it's a lifelong journey. It'll never end. Thank you guys for being with me here today. I hope you got something valuable and applicable to your life. I would be very grateful if you could share your key takeaways. You can tag me in your story on Instagram or you can message me privately. I always appreciate that human connection and knowing that there's somebody who's what I do here. And again, just a reminder, you can message me to get all the resources for this series. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.